0: Welcome to the Slayer Sessions with Shannon and Anga. Our mission is to wipe out the fear and discomfort of anxiety. We decided today to talk a little bit about anxiety recovery and relapse and what that looks like the importance of sharing with our audience that setbacks can happen on the pathway to recovery from anxiety. Mm -hmm. And it's always a bit frustrating when you feel like you take one step forward and two steps back or two steps forward and one step back. So I guess what I'd like to ask you today is what causes someone to experience a relapse?
1: Firstly, one thing I'd like to cover, which is in relation to your question, is that When anxiety started getting diagnosed and dealt with as an illness, in a sense it changes our expectation of recovery. So on the one hand, it's really good that people who are suffering from anxiety are getting acknowledged and getting support that there's something very definite going on. But anxiety is a slippery little illness and it's not like when you get a cold or a flu and you think, okay, I'm starting to feel better now and you expect to continue in a linear fashion. To feel better. Uh, Anxiety is much more tricky than that, it's much more sensitive than that, and we're much more sensitive than that. So just to say that, you know, relapses and setbacks, whatever you want to call it, it's to be expected. And to more directly answer your question of what causes someone to experience a relapse, it can be practically anything. It can be stress, it can be a change in our circumstances, our diet it might just be a bump in the road where we've been doing really great and we're just having an off day it might be hormones mm. maybe we felt that we were doing better and we started to get busy again and we weren't looking after our needs quite so well you know sometimes uh when people are on a self-care program it tends to slide when we start to feel better because we start reprioritizing and the self-care doesn't seem quite so necessary if you're not feeling quite so bad so maybe that just slipped a little bit and we're you know having a few off days but it's really important to understand that it can come from practically anywhere and it can happen to practically anyone. And that that's just the nature of anxiety. That's just the way it is. So rather than thinking, Oh my God, I thought I was getting better and now I'm having a relapse. I think it's really healthy to be able to say, okay, I'm having an off day or an off couple of days Mm -hmm. and and just give yourself a break. It's okay.
0: You know, I'm glad that you say that because I've caught myself many times and even listened to several of my coaching clients over the years really get in sort of a position of what did I do wrong Mm -hmm. or, you know, really beat themselves up, be hard on themselves about a setback, whether it be anxiety or anything else, Mm -hmm. self-care, what have you. and you bring up a couple of good points that to be gentle with yourself and, and to look at it and know that this too shall pass, that this is an off day yeah. and to, to get back on point with what's important and how you need to care for yourself in order to be as healthy as you can be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then come back around to what can you let go of and what might be showing up in your environment that no longer suits
1: you, that no yeah. longer serves you. Yeah. Or what might be challenging you. And, uh-huh. and yeah, instead of thinking, what did I do wrong? What's wrong with me? Why aren't I getting better? Instead of entering into that frustration, which is naturally there regrettably as a part of any condition where our adrenal system's exhausted, which in anxiety and stress it is, it's over uh-huh. So in a sense, that's, that's a symptom. That's, that's part of the condition that we get frustrated and we get confused. But instead of thinking, what did I do wrong? It's really kind to yourself to think, what can I do right what makes me feel better, no matter how simple, you know, knitting, walking, swimming, reading something, uplifting, listening to a song that always makes you feel good, or just crashing out and sleeping for a while. What can I do right? What can I do now that's going to help me? And if it's that I just need to unplug and step back for a day or two and just rest this out, then mm-hmm. great, then, then just do it. Allow yourself to do it.
0: And again, an- another good point. I had a, an experience similar to this within the last week or so, where the anxiety was building and I felt like, oh my gosh, I just couldn't get my head screwed on straight. And things were just kind of jumbling around in my brain. And so I was having an issue with getting focused and I just surrendered. I surrendered at that moment and said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm only going to exacerbate the problem if I continue to try and do what I'm doing right now, that I'm having such a struggle with.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What do I really need? And what I really needed was to get outside and um, take a nice walk. It wasn't like I went out for you know miles of walking, but I got outside and I cleared my head, and when I came back, I chose a completely different area to address, um, because I felt like I could continue working but not trying to uh, problem solve the way that I was. Right. I allowed it to be a more creative process
1: project. And it worked. That's really interesting. And I think it's a really valid point, that thing of just throwing your hands up and, and letting go of the wheel and and just knowing that right now I'm not in a situation where I can make any big time decisions. I just step back. You remind me of a book I read a few years ago where a lady tells a tale of how she went on a advanced driving course drive really fast cars and they put you in skids and all sorts of situations and during that experience her car that she was driving went into a huge skid and it was just spinning round and round and round and the instructor just kept saying let go of the wheel let go of the wheel take your hands off the wheel and then he said the car will correct itself just trust it so she took her hands back and the car just gradually slowed down and sorted itself out And he sat with her and said, when that's happening, when you're spinning out like that, you can't steer out of it. You're just going to flip the car. If you try and steer the other way fast, it's going to flip. So hands off the wheel, just let it sort itself out. There's nothing you can do. And then a few years later, she was driving along on a motorway and a lorry just slammed into the side of her car. She had her kids in the back of the car and Mm. her car spun out. Same thing. It just started spinning, spinning. And she could see the crash barrier just coming up as the car was just spinning round and round in the middle of this packed road, and she just heard his voice say, take your hands off the wheel, and she did it. And the car just gradually slowed to a halt alongside the crash barrier. and it was damaged, but she said she knew nowhere near as bad as it would have been if she'd tried to control it. Uh So her uh, sharing of that story was to just tell us all, you know, when you're spinning out, take your hands off the wheel, just step back, it's okay. Yeah. You can't do anything right now. You will be able to eventually, right. in, in a short time, there's plenty you can do. But right now, just step back.
0: So that certainly speaks to one of the best ways to support yourself when you're having a setback. What, what else can help?
1: I think um, the first thing is to really understand kindness, as we've already said, just to reiterate that, just give yourself a break. Anxiety can come from all kinds of strange places. I know Mm -hmm. of a doctor who had a nasty cold and he had a very busy day ahead of him. And he took extra cough medicine, I guess being a doctor, he knew what he considered to be a safe dose, but it was more than it said on the label. And 20 minutes later, he was having a full on panic attack Uh. from that medication. So sometimes stuff can tip us off sometimes we might go out and have a drink and it's got a little more caffeine in it than we realized i saw somebody with an energy drink the other day. they're very popular here in the uk this thing called monster energy drink so i worked out how much caffeine was in this can of drink and it was the equivalent of like five espressos oh my goodness i know if i drank five espressos i'd have a panic attack (laughs) that's a lot of caffeine and it had I was freaking it. out Absolutely. like I would be
0: bungee corded to my chair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely, we would be freaking out. So wow. we just need to realize that sometimes there's things in our environment or in our diet that may have set us off. You know, anxiety can come from funny places. I've experienced it after surgery as a, as a reaction to drugs, and it mm-hmm. went on for a few weeks. Yeah. And it took me a while to figure out what the cause of that was. So, again, we don't always know the cause and that's okay because we can know how to look after ourselves. So rather than just trying to reverse engineer it and get our heads under the hood and figure it all out, again, kindness and stepping back. So that is the first part of mm. how to support yourself, is really to reiterate that point. Then just invest whatever you can in looking after yourself with good nutrition. Foods that are easy to digest, we use about 60% of our energy goes into digesting our food. If you've got a nervous stomach and you're suffering from anxiety, it's going to be even more energy and your body's going to do a pretty average job of converting your nutrition. So really just try and eat a diet that's very available to your digestive system. It's not always what we eat, it's what our body can do with it. Some people's digestive systems are so taxed that they may be taking supplements but they may as well be swallowing pebbles. It's what you can take into your body that's available, that's going to help you. As we've shared tips before, if you've got a racing heart, something like a glass of orange juice with some honey and a pinch of nutmeg, that helps calm down palpitations, rapid breathing, lots of vitamin C, and it's very nutritionally available. It's just a liquid, so your body knows what to do with that. Taking warm milk at bedtime, again with a pinch of nutmeg, a little pinch of saffron both very calming very soothing to the heart and mind so just embracing simple ways to support yourself and uh, a light diet of um, steamed vegetables rice soups things things that don't require much energy you know when you feel rough and you just know you can't handle a big meal and your body's just not going to deal with it well well it's the same when you're under a severe attack from anxiety your body just it's too much your body can't handle it so just put yourself on real baby food, easygoing, gentle nutrition. Mm. And the other thing, of course, as we always emphasize, is to get into your breath, really practice slowing down your exhale and working with some real simple breathing exercises just to help you really calm down.
0: Just getting, getting back in touch with your center and being gentle with yourself and being aware of your nutrition, all of those things. Yeah. Those are simple simple things to remember that can um, to bring things back around.
1: Yeah, real back to basics. If there's a song you love or a book you love, then cut you up and read it. Get yourself a blanket, get yourself snuggly, and just, you know, mm. take care. Rest and take care. And then, of course, we've got over 70 podcasts now available. They're, they're there on iTunes or on our website where if people just want a bit of encouragement or a few ideas, something to help pick them up, then they're welcome to browse through and listen to one or two of those.
0: It's mind blowing to think that we already have that many podcasts <laughs> recorded. I'm I'm I heard you say that I thought, like, well how great is that? I'm so glad that we're doing this and continuing to share and making this available um just another another drop in the pond to help slay your anxiety. And it's it's really a, a good thing that we're doing in Nanga. I'm enjoying yeah. this very much.
1: Me too. It's wonderful. Yeah. Seventy eight and and counting and some lovely uh, messages and emails. I just had an email come in today from one of our listeners just saying, you don't know me, but you guys have really helped me through a very tough time and I want to thank you. So thanks to Um, them for letting us know. It's really encouraging to us too.
0: Yeah. We'll keep it up then.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit
0: about what it feels like to be afraid that you might never be free from anxiety, because I know that a lot of our listeners feel that way, and um I've felt that way before as well that gosh, you know will this will this be something that that I can be free of at some point? yeah,
1: when will it be over? The fear of the fear that's um that's a big deal with anxiety, the fear of the fear is it's huge, and we don't always know when things are going to be over. we don't always know when things are going to feel better. So again the the thing is to just understand that we all have good days and bad days. And I I learnt personally a lot about this when recovering from chronic illness because that took me on a incredible journey of roller coasters and pitfalls and setbacks and just taught me so much. And I remember one time when I was at a real low point, a friend just taking me by the arm when I said, Oh my God, I just don't know if I'm ever going to feel normal and have the energy or feel comfortable enough to lead A normal life and I'm you know I felt really bad Uh about my contribution as a family member and I was like oh god this is just pathetic it's a real bad day and she just grabbed me by the arm and said sometimes it rains Uh and the relief I just grabbed her and hugged her and it's like oh my god that's such a relief such a great friend to have and Uh I wrote an article about that and it's called sometimes it rains it's up there on the anxiety slayer website And for me, that was a huge lesson because everything you need to know when you're afraid of whether or not you're going to recover from anxiety is in that message. Mm -hmm. Anxiety is part of life. We may go through years of feeling much better, and isn't that a wonderful thing? But don't think that if you have a rough week or two, it means you're bad or things turned bad. You had a rough week or two. It's a rainy week or two. And all the good work you've done all the looking after yourself that you've done and all the good times you had are still there and there's more waiting for you just around the corner. It's just right now things are rough. So it's not black or white. Our nervous systems are constantly changing. The environment around us is constantly changing. Things happen. People get sick. Our kids get sick. Our relationships come under stress. We can't control everything. To think that We're going to recover and it's going to be sunny days from there on in. It's not. It's too hard. It's it's setting the bar too high for ourselves. But what we can do is learn and embrace really good coping techniques.
0: You know, when I was listening to you say what you just said, it made me think about expectations versus invitations. Yeah. And how for most of my life I've had really high expectations of myself and the people around me. And how oftentimes that doesn't serve me well. And what I mean by it doesn't serve me well is that it causes more anxiety. Because if if you're not going to perform to the level of my expectation, which you might not even know what that is, right? Or if I'm not going to, I'm going to be hard on myself, not gentle with myself. I'm going to push myself further. I'm not going to nurture myself. I'm going to let that inner critic take hold. And... Yet, if I turn it around and think of it as an invitation, I invite myself to value the small steps that I need to to better care for myself. Or I invite my young one to learn how to behave in an appropriate social setting or whatever instead Mm -hmm. of expecting her to know. Or I invite myself to be okay with the way things are today, knowing that, like you said, tomorrow will be different or the next day will be different, but that these expectations sometimes can be really out of whack.
1: Yeah. I like that. That's, that's actually a very powerful reframe to turn expectations into invitations. That's a great point. It reminds me of when I was doing my NLP training. They had a really uh, cheesy old saying, which is when we assume things, it mm. makes an ass out of you and me. That's how you spell assume.
0: <laughs> I learned that from the Three Stooges.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh god maybe that's where these guys that charge me thousands of pounds got it from
0: <laughs> i can remember i can close my eyes right now and remember watching the three stooges as a young person and they were writing that on a chalkboard oh really yeah i remember. it's just just like that close my eyes and i can see it so it's funny that you bring that up but it's true yes. times do we get ourselves in trouble because of the assumptions that we make yeah
1: and, and the other thing that, that I learned was that expectations automatically equal disappointment. If we yes. expect something of somebody else and they don't even know it, and then you tell them, well, now I'm disappointed in you, that's so unfair. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's just it not, really is.
1: It's just not reasonable. And it's also unfair when we do it to ourselves. Well, I expected to be over this. I expected to feel better about this. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. We don't know how we're going to feel always. We don't know. You know, health is a treasure. I can tell you from years of struggling with my health that when you have a day and you feel normal and you've got the energy to get around and do what you need to do, that's a major blessing. Uh And we can't expect that we're going to feel like that every day for the rest of our lives because we're just not. So I think for me, my greatest lesson has been just learning in times of adversity, in times of challenge, what can I do? What can I do to still be productive, to still show up for my family, my friends, to still do some work, help some people? How can I keep it going, even when challenged? And I hope it's helped me grow as a person. And it's just really cool to know that if you get a migraine or something shows up, you've got some techniques and some tools where you can get yourself comfortable. And same with anxiety. If anxiety rolls into our lives, that we think, oh, I know you. Okay, here you are, and here's what I'm going to do with you.
0: Right. Again, it brings us back around to valuing the incremental steps that we need to take and the reminder of how important it is to care for ourselves, that extreme self-care is really what we need in those times of stress and anxiety and overwhelm.
1: Yeah, every small step forward is a treasure. You know, there's this saying, two steps forward, one step back, but it's still actually one step forward. It's just not two sure. steps forward, but sure. but over time, every small step forward, even if it's a little shuffle, it's a shuffle forward. So, anything that helps you do that is to be treasured. Mm-hmm. So, I think to summarize, the
0: the key when we're facing a relapse is understanding that we just need to step back and recommit to caring for ourselves and. That when we are feeling challenged by these symptoms, these old friends um, that pop up and um, are trying to get our attention, that we surrender. We take our hands off the wheel. We understand that sometimes it rains. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: We realize that we can take care of some little things for ourselves that will make us feel like. I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can triumph over adversity. Yeah. And then we can start to feel a little bit more empowered and know that that we're going to get through this because we do have the tools. We do know what we need to do. And more than anything, we can invite ourselves back to this place of nurturing, of self-care, of, okay, what transpired here? Oh, you know what? I probably pushed myself a little bit too far with A, a B, and C. Yeah. I think what I'm going to do now for now is I'm I'm going to eliminate some of these areas. I'm going to take a look at just do this mental inventory, right? Yeah. So we look at our environment. We we look at um what we have in the cupboard, what we have in the refrigerator, what kind of, you know, we we put the the monster drink on hold for a while, <laughs> if not forever. Yeah. And um and we do this personal inventory. Yeah. Definitely. And and then you come back to this place and you're like, okay, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. This is just a bridge. This is just a moment. This does not represent forever.
1: Mm-hmm. Really important. And and as you say, that sort of self-awareness and self-confidence that comes from that, where you can sit down at the end of the day, and you should sit down at the end of the day and say, well, didn't I do okay? I learned this and I learned to bring that. I remembered To do my breathing, drop my shoulders, take a deep breath, or whatever your methods Uh from the anxiety Slayer arsenal. Whatever tools you're choosing to use, know them well, use them often, and keep them sharp and keep them to hand. Keep them with you, and then you know whatever comes your way, you've got something to try. I think the the worst thing with anxiety is not knowing what to do. It's the confusion and the not knowing what to do. But there are some incredibly quick and easy, simple things you can use. I know not everyone can take a holiday. When they feel tough, part of the adversity is probably having to carry on with work or school pickups or whatever it is we're having to do in our lives, but you can still breathe. You can still carry some orange juice with some honey and nutmeg in a flask or some flower essences that you find calming or something. Carry something with you that you know helps mm-hmm. and use it and then be pleased with yourself that you did. Right. Because that's why we're called Anxiety Slayer. It's that active principle. We're dealing with something. We're actively dealing with something.
0: Mm, thank you so much. This has been really helpful conversation uh, personally, and I know for the following that we have that relapse happens, that it's okay, and that you do have the tools that you need, even if it's just reconnecting with your breath, even if it's just preparing a simple herbal tea whatever that little change might be mm-hmm. and asking for support if you feel like you don't have enough of what you need mm-hmm. in order to get to the next point i think that that's important too so often we think we can address everything on our own or that we're being silly or that yeah. um oh i should know better this you know that again when that inner critic pops up know that you can ask for support. You can look for support.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: and, and that is, again, why Anxiety Slayer exists, so that you've got something that you can do immediately while reaching out to a trusted friend or family member or whatever it is that, you know, wherever you're at, you're not alone. There is support for you, I guess, is really what I'm trying to get at. Yeah,
1: definitely. And the, there's nothing wrong with you. You're going through a tough time. You're living with a tough condition. And all respects to you for trying to carry on and cope with that. It's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. But it's just a wonderful thing to really learn how to be kind to yourself and hunker down and and take care of yourself. It's incredibly empowering. In uh, India's ancient system of medicine, Ayurveda, self-respect and self-care is valued so highly. And Mm -hmm. one of the primary causes of disease, according to Ayurveda, is something called pragya aparad. Gya comes from gyan, meaning knowledge. So it's Mm -hmm. a a mistake of the intellect. It's mistakes when we go against our grain, when we go against what's good for us, what's healthy for us. And then we get in a a funk. Our bodies and our minds get in trouble. So there's incredible healing power in stepping back and just making small adjustments. Yeah, ask for help if you need it. We're here. Ask us. Mm -hmm. Leave us a message. Connect with us on Facebook. Leave us a comment. If there's a technique you think we can help you with, ask us. If you've got a question, ask us. We're here to help. There's support there. Know who your good friends are. Know who can help you feel good. Know who might be a bit of a drain and a bit of a challenge. And if you need to step back for a day or two, that's okay.
0: Hmm. Excellent conversation today. Thank you so much. I'm glad we made the time to come together and talk and look forward to additional interviews in our future.
1: Me too, Shan. Thanks so much for everything you're sharing.
0: Mm, Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Slayer Sessions. If you like what you just heard, please pass along this podcast to a friend. You're welcome to visit our website at anxietyslayer.com for more supportive tools and anxiety release exercises created to slay your anxiety.